This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on July the 21st, 2022, and we're going to be talking about the luxury nodes changing in Canada because we all know that Craig is very enamored with the luxury retail market. Well, luxury generally, but he has a soft spot for the luxury segment. So would you be able to just start with an overview for our listeners just to kind of start off the conversation? Yes, yes. Um, So I've been tracking the luxury retail nodes in Canada for a good number of years, and not even just in Canada, to be honest, but Mm. uh, it's something that I've been interested in. And I've noticed a few uh, changes that are happening here. Mm, I'm interested in terms of... In terms of luxury retail and the locations Mm. where, say, uh, brokers or brands would look to place uh, these certain retailers. Oh, so is it more like where location or is it more demanding more square footage or different caliber or something like that? Towards, uh, say, the suburbs. Hmm, just there? I don't necessarily see, you know, luxury stampeding to exclusively suburbs. As well as a couple of areas that um, were earmarked to become luxury shopping areas, but, but don't seem to have quite uh, performed uh, as would be expected. Well, sounds good. So I know that you were wanting to go through geographically. Craig, why don't we start in Vancouver and start working our way east, if you're okay with that? We'll start with the Vancouver market, because that uh, is certainly a robust uh, luxury retail area. Um, Well, especially with its connection to the Pacific Rim here. So yeah, absolutely. Before the pandemic and even now, some Mm. fairly high uh, retail sales from luxury stores. And what are you seeing for their luxury notes? What we've seen is right now the downtown core in Vancouver is definitely the place where we're seeing luxury retail. Absolutely. And I live in downtown Vancouver and it is teeming with luxury retail. For our listeners that don't know, the epicenter of the luxury zone is Alberni Street and Barrage Street intersection. Right there is a freestanding Tiffany's, Hermes, soon to be opening Cartier, as well as across the street at the intersection is Hotel Vancouver with its ground floor hosting Dior, Louis Vuitton, St. John's, and that newly expanded and reopened Gucci boutique, right? So, but not only that, but that intersection continues uh, luxury westward on Alberni down that stretch, which I think Retail Insider coined as the Alberni luxury zone with other uh, international recognized luxury brands like Hublot, um, Jimmy Choo, Van Cleef, De Beers, Prada, like you name it, and just wraps up at the intersection of Thurlow with Tom Brown, um, Tudor, Chopard, uh, Rolex, and even Burberry in the Shangri-La Hotel. So it is a hopping area. So if, if you haven't seen it, it is dripping with luxury. <laughs> Quite interesting to see how that developed. I would say mm-hmm. that that luxury zone started to develop uh, around 2006 with Burberry opening at the um, Shangri-La oh, wow. Hotel. And in 2012, we really saw things that got moving along Alberni Street. Now, what I think is quite interesting is the rise of Oak Ridge Center. This is, mm. uh, or I guess re-rise of Oak Ridge Center, perhaps is the way that I should put it, because the shopping center has been around since the 1950s, developed by Woodward's. But Quadreal, which is now the owner and landlord of Oak Ridge Shopping Center, is developing it. And it's definitely going to have a luxury retail component. I've spoken to some brokers who have said that uh, they are 
in the process of uh, putting luxury brands into the shopping center and that there will be a mix. They haven't said which brands those are. Some of these brokers are too good at confidentiality, but they've said that they're the big names. So probably Fendi, given that Fendi can't sell for within, say, Holt Renfrew. Um, I do think that we'll probably see a brand like that or probably actually Fendi at Oak Ridge. Well, and the last time I was at Oak Ridge, it was pretty much when it was about to shutter everything to do this massive redevelopment. So I'm very interested to see where it looks and ends up. So... Yeah, so thanks for it. But beyond Oak Ridge and, of course, the downtown luxury um, Alberni Street zone, is there any other areas luxury zone-wise that you would point out for Vancouver? Now, downtown Vancouver is quite interesting um, in terms of the luxury retail because, as I said, uh, we've seen a real movement towards Alberni Street. But in years past, uh, we saw um, a movement of luxury brands along the West Hastings Strip, which would be around the Sinclair Centre, so around the um, 700, 800, and 900 blocks of West Hastings Street, uh, which at one time even had stores like Chanel. Uh, it had Escada and Versace. What's interesting is in the 1980s, it was appearing that the South Granville rise in Vancouver was kind of becoming a luxury node in Vancouver. Or, or actually, I shouldn't say be, well, becoming, it was. Uh, again, this is when I was younger, um, out in Vancouver playing hockey a little bit. But uh, what we saw around uh, Granville Street and 12th Avenue was the formation of retailers such as Boboli, which is still at there at uh, on South Granville, um, as well as Bocce, which uh, again is, is a retailer still there. But but Bocce had a uh, boutique uh, for Biblos, uh, high-end Italian brand, which used to be quite big at a store in Toronto as well, uh, right on South Granville. And and Boboli eventually opened a, a Max Mara boutique. There was a bit of a divorce between the two uh, parties that owned uh, Boboli at the time. And Max Mara went to Vestas Fashion and is still on the street. But uh, so, that, so South Granville does have a few higher end stores. Uh, Max Mara would be considered a luxury boutique, but South Granville certainly didn't develop into a full luxury zone where you'd have those top uh, A brands again, like the Chanel, Gucci and Prada type of uh, retailer but uh, the one benefit to being around south granville is there are some very very wealthy households close by in neighborhoods such as shaughnessy and then further to the west around point gray so uh, definitely a strategic location if you want to get close to some really really big money but there's also some really big money in downtown vancouver and some of the condominium units that are there as well including many international uh, residents so uh, being downtown is quite strategic as well yeah, well, and I would love to talk about the amazing Brentwood because at the end of the day, you brought up like Oak Ridge Town Center, right? And just to be clear, um, Oak Ridge is still under development. I'm looking out my window from downtown and I can see like five cranes around it. It's a heavy construction site, right? So right now you're saying that it's going to happen. It's going to be the next luxury zone and all that kind of good stuff, which is, you know, fingers crossed it's going to happen. Yeah, but the amazing Brentwood about four years ago when they were going through their redevelopment, and there was cranes all over the place for it as well. They were rumors going around talking about how Holt Renfrew is going to be taking up space there, as well as other international retailers. So fast forward to today, and they're now opened their phase one, the new section for now over a year. It's heavy into the food and beverage retailers that serve the local community, as opposed to having any one of the, the luxury retailers from the Alberni Street at all. So whatever aspirations they were having for luxury didn't happen over in the Amazing Brentwood. And for those that don't know where Amazing Brentwood is, it's in the North Burnaby, just to the east of the downtown. But uh, like I've been there, beautiful mall, but like 
the non-food retailers that are there would be like Urban Outfitters or Sephora or L.L. Bean, right? So like there's nothing wrong with like an Adidas there because everyone needs those as well. But to my my question is, uh, is you're confident about the Oak Ridge Center opening as the next luxury zone deals being signed, all that kind of good stuff with our broker knowledge. But what happened to the amazing Brentwood? Because they did not go down the same path as Oak Ridge. I, I had a lease plan that, that had aspirational tenants for the uh, amazing Brentwood, and uh, they were many of the world's biggest luxury brands. But um, I, I don't think that's come to fruition. Um, I had been told by a few sources that Holt Renfrew uh, uh, would have possibly been a tenant at the amazing Brentwood, but that that uh, deal ended up not happening. Uh, Alana Weston had made a decision that uh, perhaps just one store would work for the Vancouver market at the moment, even though I'm hearing a second Nordstrom store could be coming. But that's a whole nother story <laughs> and not, and not for any of these shopping centers, but, um, uh, no, the Oak Ridge shopping center is in a very wealthy area being the West side of Vancouver, um, is close to downtown and is quite well established in terms of having uh, its retail presence. Uh, the Brentwood town center, which has been rebranded as the amazing Brentwood is not in nearly as wealthy of an area. It's also a little bit further out from the downtown core where the hotels and the theaters and, and museums are the, the places that uh, wealthier people that may shop for luxury brands may also frequent. So um, it would appear that if these leases are now being signed for the Oak Ridge Shopping Centre, I'm not sure how many luxury brands will look to go to the amazing Brentwood because I don't know if the Vancouver market really needs three luxury nodes. I mean, I don't think the Toronto market can even support that. So, and that being a much, much bigger city, uh, my prediction would be that we will see the luxury brands move into the Oak Ridge Center and that the amazing Brentwood will uh, maintain its presence as a lovely looking shopping center that will be a bit more mid-range, yeah. at least in comparison. Well, and I think we've beaten the Vancouver luxury node to death at the moment, but do you want to start continuing our eastward trend towards Toronto and kind of stop into the Alberta market for the luxury nodes there? Yes, let's talk a little bit about Edmonton and Alberta. Uh, let's start with Edmonton. What I think is quite fascinating, and this isn't honestly something that I thought I would see in my lifetime, is West Edmonton Mall is now a bona fide luxury shopping address. And that surprised me because growing up, I was always going for the water park and those types of things as opposed to a luxury shopping experience, you know? So there's so many, like, it, it, it's, it's known for the family attractions. Fun attractions, you know, kids can go to, adults can go uh -huh. to things like the rec room. And a casino and and fun things like that. There's a shooting range, but there's also oh. now a Louis Vuitton store, Gucci, Saint Laurent, Tiffany and Company, which uh, the jeweler, which opened in the shopping center in uh, 2013, I believe it was. And that would be the first, I think, actual luxury brand, as we would say, uh, that opened in the shopping center. And now Balenciaga is on the way. Yeah, it's really, really interesting to see West Edmonton Mall developing into a luxury address. The rise of West Edmonton Mall certainly did come with the downfall of downtown Edmonton. Yeah. Downtown Edmonton had a Holt Renfrew store, which had Louis Vuitton and a couple of other high-end concessions. And there have been plans to uh, grow the presence of Holt Renfrew in Edmonton. But ultimately, it was decided that Holt Renfrew would close in the city. So uh, really, that was the end of luxury retail in downtown Edmonton. And in years past, certainly there were luxury stores there. Not a ton, but uh, in years past, Polo Ralph Lauren had a store on Jasper Avenue. I think a lot of people would be shocked to hear that. That was in the uh, 1980s. Uh, Escada had a store downtown. 
Bally of Switzerland had a store. It wasn't quite a luxury brand back then, but it is now. So uh, certainly things have changed and we've seen West Edmonton Paul pick up the pace as being uh, a place for those that are looking for some of these big brands to go. So it's going to be interesting to watch West Edmonton Mall over the next five years and see whether or not perhaps even more luxury stores will come in. And other than going to West Edmonton Mall growing up, I really spent most of my time in Calgary, which is south of Edmonton, going to post-secondary education. So I'm interested to see what you think of that note, because I spent probably about a decade there in my adult life. Yes. Now, the Calgary market also is seeing a little bit of a shift to the suburbs, just like Edmonton. Uh, downtown Calgary was the traditional location for luxury retail, typically. Uh, not a ton of luxury stores outside of the Holt Renfrew store, but Holt Renfrew functions both as a large format, almost department store, as well as kind of almost like a shopping center in terms of uh, the number of concessions that lease space within the Holt Renfrew store. So in downtown Calgary, that means the downtown core has Tiffany's and it's got a beautiful Chanel store that opened uh, during the pandemic. Uh, other brands such as Gucci and Prada, uh, Miu Miu, I think MCM might still be there. So Hermes is definitely there. Laurel Piana. These are all really great brands. But now with the Chinook, a CF Chinook Center, I got to be careful with that. It's a Cadillac Fairview shopping center. Uh, certainly we've seen a rise of luxury brands there as well over a number of years, including, uh, you know, Tiffany and Company, Burberry is there. Um, Louis Vuitton would be one of the uh, more recent additions, as well as a Saks Fifth Avenue store, which is barely a luxury store, in my opinion. It's It's got some high-end shoes and bags and cosmetics, but not a lot of fashion. And then Nordstrom, which is fairly high-end as well, uh, and, and Harry Rosen and whatnot. But uh, And that doesn't surprise me. Like when I was living in Calgary, everybody drove a car. And like, yes, there's public transit options available, but most people drove a car. It's a very heavy car culture place. And so if you're going to be going downtown, you'd then have to drive into the parking structure, go with the spiral ramps, look for an actual parking spot. It's kind of a headache and then pay for parking on top of it all. Um, so for people who are driving, like the accessibility of, of CF Chinook Center off of Glenmore Trail, which takes you right to the Deerfoot Freeway or north to the downtown on McLeod Trail, it's easy and it's free range parking. You just drive into an open air spot, park and then go in. So... At the end of the day, like it doesn't surprise me that CF Chinook Center, due to the accessibility, is kind of the new luxury node just uh, of, of these freestanding stores. But downtown has its place, especially if you're working there. But the accessibility, hands down, makes CF Chinook Center kind of an easy peasy one to go to. Um, interesting. In the, uh, I think it was the late 1990s, there was a Mario Tonaguzzi who writes for us, actually wrote a story on the. Uh, Meadows Collection, uh, which was proposed to be a luxury shopping center, not too far, I think, from the CF Chinook Center. And uh, this would have been around, I think, Deerfoot Meadows, but it was called the Meadows Collection. And um, there was a recession that, that kiboshed the plans, but this would they were targeting Hermes and Gucci and Chanel. And they, they the names that Mario actually had put in the article were really, really big names that you would see at Holt Renfrew. So this could have been disruptive to the Calgary market, but it didn't happen and may never happen now. So uh, that would have actually been the first bonafide luxury shopping center in Canada from the looks of it in terms of being that primary focus uh, as being the only focus really. So um, that could have been very, very interesting. Calgary, you know, had a lot of wealth at the time. It still does, but uh, you know, that it never happens. So, so quite interesting, but the Calgary market is terrific. And then just expanding slightly beyond Calgary. Um, I was curious as a kid and teenager and whatnot that Banff would become a luxury shopping area because 
it had a Louis Vuitton store. And I remember MCM, which is a high-end brand for those that know it, had two little stores. I think they were licensed in Banff. One was at the Banff Springs Hotel and another one was at the Cascade Plaza where uh, Louis Vuitton was also there as well as Polo Ralph Lauren. Every one of those stores is gone from Banff. Banff is still a wonderful place. Love it. Can't wait to go visit again. But it doesn't have the mono brand luxury stores um, that it did have at one time. And again, that's a very interesting coverage of the entire luxury situation in Alberta, too. So let's continue west or eastward towards yourself there in Toronto, Craig, because there's plenty of luxury notes there to talk about. That's right. Toronto is an interesting market. Uh, some retailers had said, at least before the pandemic, that the Vancouver market was stronger in terms of sales. But Toronto, in terms of population, is a much larger market and has several luxury nodes. So in Vancouver, I said there's basically kind of one. Well, Toronto kind of, the Toronto area, to be more specific, kind of almost has four at the moment and, and could have even had more from the looks of it. But <laughs> two of them I don't think are going to be uh, uh, nearly as successful as the other two. So uh, I live in a neighborhood called Bloor Yorkville, which is definitely a luxury shopping area. Uh, it's got Bloor Street West, uh, formerly some may have called the Mink Mile, has a row of luxury stores uh, there, as well as Holt Renfrew's main flagship store. And now we've seen Yorkville Avenue uh, come into its own once Christian Louboutin and Chanel had moved onto the street. We saw... Um, uh, Brunello Cuccinelli, uh, Versace and Stone Island follow and uh, we'll be announcing some other very buzzy tenants on that street. I'll just say one of them is Zadig and Voltaire. The other two I don't want to name because they're quite exciting and they would be first to Canada uh, brands. So it's going to be very, very interesting. So Bloor Yorkville is uh, an interesting area for sure. Now, um, and I think I'd like to do a separate podcast on this uh, Bloor Yorkville versus Yorkdale Shopping Centre which is a suburban shopping center uh, in the Toronto market. Now, it's no secret to anyone who reads Retail Insider that Yorkdale gets a lot of first to Canada retails, retailer stores, including lots of luxury brands. And Yorkdale will continue to get that, I think. Uh, there's all kinds of benefits to being at Yorkdale. There's proven sales numbers. Uh, there's one landlord uh, instead of having to deal with a bunch of landlords and buildings like you would in Bloor Yorkville. So Oxford Properties, being the owner of the shopping center, can move things around. They can give a brand the space that they want. So I think we'll continue to see that clustering of luxury up at the Yorkdale shopping center. But Bloor Yorkville certainly has its own presence there. Uh, some of the challenges around Bloor Yorkville that you won't see at Yorkdale would include, you know, some homelessness and some crime that uh, uh, you'll find in a downtown area. Uh, unfortunately. And uh, with that, you know, there's a bit of an un untidiness that has uh, been created in, with certain uh, parts of the neighborhood. And that could actually be a challenge uh, longer term in terms of attracting luxury shoppers to the area. But some of the benefits to Bloor Yorkville, it is an authentic downtown neighborhood that is also wealthy. It's got a great village feel with character to it. And it's got all kinds of services that Yorkdale doesn't have. There's all kinds of medi spas, places to get your hair done. There's a huge number of restaurants, not to mention, uh, you know, five-star hotels, uh, places that tourists would go. So there's certainly an advantage to Bloor Yorkville in that respect in terms of being an urban downtown area. It's one of only a handful of um, actual downtown areas in North America that have uh, become high-density 
wealthy areas with wealthy residents as well as uh, retail. So uh, it's almost more like a wealthy area you would find in a European city, like say Vienna in the Innerstadt or Salamanca. I'm pronounced that wrong because I'm not Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish. But in Madrid, these are the types of neighborhoods uh, or Mayfair or Knightsbridge in London. That Those would be you know some of the best examples. They don't look the same, but they function in the same way in those cities. Now, the Toronto area does have two more luxury nodes. They're not nearly as strong, and I'm not sure how they'll do in the future. Uh, they may not be uh, places that we'll see a lot of luxury stores go into in the future. But uh, nevertheless, there's some pricey shopping there right now. One of them being the CF Toronto Eaton Centre. Uh, Saks Fifth Avenue moved on the south side of the mall in uh, 2016, and in the same year, a uh, number of months later, we saw Nordstrom move into the north side of the mall. So, and then uh, on the third floor, which is the top level, it's it's a strange setup for the CF Toronto Eaton Centre. But we started to see some upscale retailers moving in. Uh, Links of London had been there. It's been replaced by Joe Malone. But uh, now we're seeing Saks Fifth Avenue certainly struggling uh, downtown in Toronto. Um, I was told it had the highest uh, theft oh. rate or shrinkage rate of any Saks Fifth Avenue store, wow. at least before the pandemic. It's it's tough down there. There's a lot of street kids in downtown Toronto. There's some safe injection sites. And, you know, I think there's been some uh, social challenges in downtown Toronto. And then up at Nordstrom on the north end of the mall, I noticed um, during the pandemic that almost all of the bo luxury boutiques on the main floor, that was uh, Loewe, Stella McCartney and Miu Miu uh, had uh, shut yeah. down. As well as upstairs, I believe Montclair uh, recently closed down on the uh, women's floor uh, on the third level, as well as uh, some boutiques in the past, like Lanvin had uh, shut down years ago, too. So um, I don't think that the CF Toronto Eaton Centre, even though it's a terrific shopping centre, it's incredibly busy. Uh, before the pandemic, it was the busiest shopping centre in North America, if not even maybe the world. Uh, now I, I think it'll function a little bit more mid-market, but still has some really terrific retailers. So it's, it's a great place to visit. Uh, it just isn't a place that you're going to get your, uh, uh, Chanel bag. No. Yeah. If you're going to be buying a $4,000 Louis Vuitton, this is not a drive-through purchase. So like if you're going to be going and doing something of that caliber, you probably want at least the experience that goes with it. Like if you're going to be getting a Tiffany's, you want the blue box with the white ribbon and stuff like that. Not necessarily the transit traffic of Toronto Eden Center. No, no. And, and moving to the suburbs, we saw the CF Sherway Gardens becoming a bit of a luxury address. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to continue. I mean, we saw brands such as De Beers moving in there. Um, I don't know if they were even paying rent or maybe it was a percentage rent deal. But I was told for some of the luxury stores that there was some sort of special arrangement. Uh, Tiffany is a jewelry store at the CF Sherway Gardens. Saks Fifth Avenue is there as well. But Saks Fifth Avenue um, a while ago actually removed the menswear department from the basement level. There's also a Pusateri's grocery store down there, uh, but moved the uh, menswear upstairs. So I, I don't know if that's a very good sign for that Saks Fifth Avenue store, but uh, I, there's some renovations happening downtown as well at our, at our downtown Saks Fifth Avenue. But um, the Sherway Garden store has been downsized and uh, we have seen a number of uh, luxury stores at CF Sherway Gardens close as well. So there, there aren't a whole lot left, but it's still a beautiful suburban shopping center. One of the top in the country, uh, unquestionably. And do you want to move on to Mississauga? I think that's next, right? Yeah. And in Mississauga, so part of the greater Toronto area, but Mississauga is its own city, is the Square One shopping center. 
What I think is interesting about Square One is Holt Renfrew in 2017 moved in and um, built this. It's I think it's gorgeous. I mean, at least architecturally built this huge store. And uh, now I don't believe it's performed um, up to what Holt Renfrew would like in terms of sales, but uh, nevertheless still has some terrific brands. And we saw other brands such as Ferragamo moving into uh, uh, Square One as well, right by Holt Renfrew and Harry Rosen. So there was an attempt to create a bit of a luxury node within that shopping center uh, for the Mississauga market. But I, I do think that has been a bit of a challenge. So Square One does not have the same luxury shopping as you'll see at Yorkdale, which is owned by the same landlord. But but nevertheless, Square One is a beautiful looking shopping center and, and still has some terrific retailers as well and, and functions very well for the Mississauga market. It's just I don't know if that luxury shopper is there. And I don't know if we need that many, like I said, luxury nodes in the greater Toronto area. I think ultimately the market will be served best by the Bloor Yorkville area as well as the Yorkdale shopping center. So my prediction is that those are going to continue to be the next main two um, luxury nodes in the Toronto market, at least for the next decade, unless something happens uh, that none of us expect. Mm. Well, and the last major node area is the Montreal area. So let's hop into that, Craig. Yes. Now, the Montreal market, uh, Montreal probably has the longest history in Canada in terms of luxury shopping. I, I would say maybe Toronto does as well, but Montreal certainly has an incredible fashion history. Um, Right now, luxury retail in the Montreal market is pretty much a bit like downtown Calgary. It's headquartered in a Holt Renfrew store. So Holt Renfrew Ogilvy uh, was created by uh, merging the Holt Renfrew store that was formerly on Sherbrooke Street West with uh, the Ogilvy store on St. Catherine Street, which was expanded in terms of the square footage. To, and added a fancy Four Seasons hotel to the side and some apartments, um, but created this uh, very high-end department store, the Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, which has almost a luxury shopping center on the main floor. There's 11 uh, uh, luxury boutiques and uh, they all lease space on the main floor. And then as you go up, they continue to have boutiques as well as brands, which... Uh, operate uh, in terms of uh, selling fashion for men and women. So right now that is the main luxury shopping area in Montreal. Uh, it extends a little bit up um, uh, Mountain Avenue towards Sherbrooke Street where you've got Mont Blanc. Uh, and then there's a Tiffany store right at Sherbrooke and Mountain, which I don't know if it's going to be there for much longer, only because there's also a Tiffany store within Holt Renfrew Ogilvy that's of a much newer style. So Dustin on our team was just in that Tiffany store. I think it was two weeks ago when he was in Montreal. And um, it is a bit of an older style. And also Escada, which is a struggling women's brand. It used to be, you know, one of the biggest brands in the world. Everyone in Dallas wore it, the women that is, on the TV show in the 80s. But uh, Escada is also currently on that street. And uh, I don't know how much longer it's going to be on Sherbrooke Street. So um I think now with Montreal, if things work out as planned, uh, Carbon Leo, which developed that Four Seasons Hotel connected to the whole Renfrew Ogilvy, is developing a shopping center called Royal Mount. Well, it's a mixed use project. It'll have residential offices, hotels, etc. But it's going to have retail. And uh, um, th when you go to the presentation center, as Maxime Frechette on our team did a while ago in Montreal, uh, Royal Mount shows some pretty expensive stores that are going to be coming in, uh, uh, you know, the likes of, of Gucci, Prada, Louis Vuitton. So I think we're going to see a shift in the Montreal market to some standalone stores at Royal Mount in around 2024 when uh, the retail component is finished. 
it's, I think it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens there. What's going to happen to the brands at Holt Renfrew Ogilvy? Um, I, th- I know that some of the brands haven't been necessarily the happiest with, with Holt Renfrew. Um, apparently, uh, Fendi and Dior weren't really, <laughs> they weren't aware that, that Holt Renfrew would be dropping, uh, fur and exotic skins until a public announcement was made. The, the, I got some insider information on that and I guess there was some anger there. So, um, a few of the brands that are currently, uh, housed within Holt Renfrew may not be for, um, much longer. And, uh, that that's going to be quite interesting to watch. So I'll try to report on that and either do podcast or write about it as we see it happening, but it's going to be uh, a bit of a disruption over time. So Royal Mount may end up functioning as that luxury node for the Montreal market in a really big way. And will compete against Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, as well as a few of the other high-end stores that are nearby. And then you go over to Peel street in Montreal. I don't want to neglect Harry Rosen, by the way, terrific menswear retailer, multi-brand that's quite high-end. Uh, has stores in all of these uh, cities that we're talking about here, including in uh, Montreal on Peel Street, not too far away from Hole Renfrew, Ogilvy. And where is Royal Mount exactly? Like, is it's not downtown, but is it like in the deep suburbs or is it somewhere in between? Yes. So Royal Mount is going to be um, kind of in the middle of the island of Montreal to, to make it really simple in terms of describing it. So it's suburban in terms of it's not downtown you can get there by transit or by car. It's it's on a, on a freeway interchange. It's technically on in the town of Mount Royal. There, there's municipalities on the island, and then this one technically is there. Uh, so it's not downtown. And it's close enough that it can pull business from downtown as well. So it, it's, it's, again, going to be very interesting to watch this. Now, Montreal is really interesting. I mean, I'm not going to go into the history of... Uh, <laughs> English versus French language, but the fact that the Bank of Montreal is headquartered in Toronto says something, I think, right there. Uh, we saw over the years uh, a move towards preserving the French language, which I think, uh, you know, led to some restrictions in law, which in turn led to some businesses leaving as well as some wealth. Um, with that, uh, I, I partly blame that for the uh, almost elimination of luxury retail in the downtown Montreal market, because when I was a kid, Sherbrooke Street had a row of luxury stores, uh, Angaro, Cartier, Giorgio Armani, Yves Saint Laurent, uh, many of them were there. And then if they weren't on Sherbrooke Street, they were down on Crescent Street. Uh, we, you know, Celine had a store there. Um, there was a, a good number, uh, Cacherelle, uh, Kenzo, the, the, they all had stores on the street, which is now functioning more as a uh, street for restaurants for students in the, in the nearby post-secondary uh, uh, institutions. But uh, certainly downtown Montreal had uh, a lot more luxury retail in the past. Uh, Sherbrooke Street, uh, like, like I said, has almost none and probably won't have any. Uh, Holt Renfrew left uh, to merge with the Holt Renfrew Ogilvy. And uh, as I said before, t- uh, Tiffany and Escada are the last two remaining luxury stores on Sherbrooke Street. I don't know how much longer they're going to be there for. Uh, and a bit of a fun history lesson in 1968 in uh, the Montreal market is Westmount. Now, Westmount is a very wealthy uh, part of Montreal, just west of downtown. Um, it could be the wealthiest community in Canada. I would have to check on that because sometimes that changes. I know West Vancouver has been uh, uh, right up there as well. But Westmount, uh, very old money. The Bronfmans, you know, some of the billionaires of Canada live in that, um, uh, you know, area. And uh, in 1968, the Westmount Square was the first location in Canada for Hermes, which had a, a little boutique there, as well as Pierre Cardin, L'Envin and Louis Ferro, uh, for those who know that luxury brand, which I don't think exists anymore. But uh, 
used to be really big. So um, what I'm getting at is luxury nodes uh, in Canadian cities have certainly changed over time. Uh, West Mount Square at one time would have been one of those as well, uh, designed by Mies van der Rohe, the architect, uh, iconic building. But uh, the Montreal market has certainly suffered, I think, uh, for a variety of reasons where uh, you know the economy doesn't uh, lend itself to a lot of luxury shopping. Not to mention tourism. Uh, I think that the health, you know, bonjour high uh, within stores that mandating that people speak French. Well, who buys luxury brands? It's primarily an Asian population and they probably don't speak French. So, uh, you know, Chinese tourists might be turned away by going to Montreal and not getting served in whatever language that they would want, which could be Mandarin or Cantonese. So it'll be interesting to watch the Montreal market again over the next number of years. But uh, uh, nevertheless, you know, Montreal's a terrific city and uh, right now whole rent for Ogilvy is really where it's at and uh, that's where I'll be going in a few weeks when I visit the city myself. Nice. Well, and I think that really covers the luxury no changes in Canada that you wanted to go through. So thanks for going through that with me and I'm sure our listeners found it. So thanks again, Craig, and talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Lee, and thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. Bye.